now. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, Three Northern Boys podcast. Uh, tonight uh, is two of us. I have uh, Anthony with me tonight. Hi, Anthony. You okay? Hi, Rich. I'm good. Thank you. You? Yeah, not bad. Uh, we're a little bit late with this episode today because of uh, circumstances involving work and other things. Um, so we should have done it at the weekend, but we uh, we missed out. And uh, sorry to everybody if you were expecting it at the weekend, but uh, we're a little bit behind. Uh, anyway, getting on to the football, I suppose, straight away. Yeah. Liverpool travelled to Ellen Road to face Leeds United in a game that was considered to be quite an uh, uh, exciting and attacking and open match uh, with two teams that are very uh, attractive to watch with regards to their attack. Um, and it ended up being a 3-0 win to Liverpool, which I think might have surprised the um, audience of neutral fans, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, what should we say? The game finished 3-0, Anthony. Uh, were you surprised by that result? Do you know what? I, I, I wasn't, no. I kind of... The way we've been playing recently, since the start of the season, and obviously from the end of the last season, I know our goals wasn't like massive numbers in, in games towards the end of last season, but I just felt performances were excellent. And then when you chuck Matip at his best and Van Dijk back in, into that defence as well, which kind of frees up Robertson and Trent because they've got obviously the the hundred percent trust, you know, Matip and Van Dijk's experience and, and game. Uh, and then you got Fabinho and Henderson and all that stuff and so they're solid in the middle. I just felt like it was gonna happen at some point where we were gonna absolutely kinda of walk over the team in a way with goals and you know I just, I uh, wasn't surprised, though. Were you surprised? Um, I thought we could win, but I would still say that Leeds should have should be tougher than what it ended up being. Um, the game itself, we'll go on to it a little bit in a second. But now I wasn't surprised that Liverpool won, but I was slightly surprised with how the game went. Let's go on, let's play. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not saw the scoreline, but how the game went. Um, anyway, going into the game, um, obviously the start of the game was quite even. Leeds United tried to uh, attack us as we thought they might do. Um, what was your impressions of the opening 20 minutes? I thought Leeds started slightly better. Um, I, I just felt like they were, they, were bit, they had two really good chances early on, didn't they? Mm. Were, was it is it Rafinha on the right? Yeah. Uh, I thought I think it was him and, and somebody else, and you know we we got a bit lucky with one in a way. They should they should have hit the target or you know uh, not hit it directly at Allison. Yeah. Um. So I thought you know yeah oh, a bit cagey a little bit, but it was only for a few minutes. Mm. <laughs> it was weird. It's like, yeah, okay, we've had a warning now. You know, they didn't take the chance. Uh, uh, and now let's game on and let's concentrate better. And, and then we just kicked off from there. Um, I thought, you know, we dominated the game. Every part of the pitch, really. Pressed brilliantly. Yeah, um, 
And our fullbacks as well, they were like the Robertson and Trent, you uh, know, for the, the years leading up to the Championship win and, the, and when we won the league. Mm. They were brilliant. Um, yeah, so. So we go on to the goal then. Um, a well worked goal, obviously, scored by uh, Mohamed Salah with his. 100th Premier League goal in 162 yeah. matches, 162 games. That was the actual record. Um, so, yeah, do you want to describe the goal to us? Yeah, I can remember correctly, good forward player by Matic bringing the ball up, wasn't it? Mm. That's the one, isn't it? You know, and then he laid it off to, um, I think he passed it to Salah, then back to Matic, then to Trent out wide, and he just found Trent perfect waited past Trent and it pretty much crossed it in didn't it mm. and it was a really quick well timed first touch finish by Salah wasn't it mm. really good goal I was really I just just sharpness for Salah he's, he's, he's on he started the season you know where he you know pretty much banging form isn't he he's, uh, he was, I thought he was brilliant Salah do you think that was his best performance of the season so far? I know it's only been four matches in the league, but... Do you know what? Yeah, I do, yeah. Definitely. Um, I think a few of the players, not just Salah, I think there's a number of players who, who, who were brilliant. Um, how did you think Fabinho played? Yeah, I managed to look at the game again. And uh, I had, before after the live... Uh, Live broadcasting, I uh, I thought Thiago was man of the match, but when I look back at the the game again, uh, yeah, he was he was the best player on the pitch. The way he was uh, interrupting their attacks and his distribution of the ball, and then getting it off his back four too, he was uh, very very good. Back back to uh, his best as a defensive midfielder. I I agree completely. I I he he just. He seemed to like, you know, Leeds didn't know what to do with him really, did they? Uh, especially when they were going forward and he was breaking the play up and, like, say, he's, he's getting that the ball moving. Do you know what it was kind of, you know, and I, I know I went on about when Alden last season were, if he wasn't going to sign, then why is he playing and all that stuff? But it kind of made me realise that, you know, I'd, don't wrong, I think I thought when Alan was a brilliant player, you can't forget about what he won with the club and the games he scored some very important goals in. But he kind of showed me that we don't actually miss him when mm. we've got our best midfielders available. We didn't, and maybe Klopp's business where they didn't kind of replace him in the window with bringing another player in. He's used like Harvey Elliott and mm. you know. Other players giving them game more game time, like more more minutes, like Chamberlain, people like that. It's kind of realised, yeah, maybe it was the right thing to do, not to panic buy. And for being yours, yeah, I agree. Brilliant. Thiago was very good, excellent at times. Um, yeah, I was really really impressed. And I kind of think you know what, that's kind of put a bit of a statement out there to say it's, we're not gonna, you know. If we've got our best team available, we're not going to be. No one's going to walk all over us this season. Mm. You know, it's not going to be the same Liverpool as last season. Um, Do you, you think know, that um, before the game was played on the Sunday evening, uh, Chelsea won, Man City won. Yeah. 
uh, and Manchester United. Yeah. Though I still count Manchester United as an outsider. Um, do you think because of all those three winning, it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, these three are, one of these three are going to win the league and it was kind of so Liverpool have been forgotten about uh, in this whole thing? A little bit, but, you know, after listening to some pundits talk um, when the season started and uh, after that first game, after the first two games, when they realised that kind of Van Dijk and Matic, I know Van Dijk's not necessarily been at his 100% best, uh, but he's still been pretty damn good. Mm. Um, but with Matic, you know, looking superb, you know, and I just I do feel sorry for Joe Gomez a bit, but you can't change it. Um, I think people are realising now that we are big contenders for this league, you know, you know, and yeah, but we we have to win. We we have to just keep winning, and we know we can. Mm. Look at the, when we won the league, and then the season before that when we just missed out by City. But do you think that every time every weekend comes around, and if we're the last ones to play? Doesn't it feel to you as though we've we've always got a um, answer to the media that yeah. it's like, oh well, Liverpool. The everybody said at the start of the season, you know, I don't think there was a pundit that said we'd win it or even be in the top four. Very many, very many of them were like that anyway. No, there's only a couple. Yeah. You know, does it does it feel to you as though it's like we have to remind everybody? Oh, you know, we're still here and we can we can actually win this. I don't know why you keep thinking we're not involved at all. Uh, yeah, I do feel like it's a little bit like that. We, we've certain pundits, but I think slowly, a lot now, like each week now, people are going, yeah, Liverpool can, you know, they're really major contenders, but we're slowly getting them to realise that. But I think what, what, what neutrals and other, you know, People in in the, in the footballing world need to realise that we, apart from when Alden going on a free, we never we've not lost any of our big our best players, have we really? Because I never even classed when Alden as our best midfielder. Um, you know, he's. I know most most players are replaceable, but there is some in our team that you can't really replace. In. No. Um, and I, and. I, I think, well, we haven't lost anybody, so why is everyone kind of like not recognised us as true contenders? But I think slowly now they are. But yeah, yeah we do have to answer. I think we will for a couple of months. It's it's when we've, I think when they'll stop, I think is when we've versed all the top, top six or seven, eight sides, you know, who are very good in this league. I think once we've played them, then, and we've not really lost then I think maybe that's when they'll realise. Yeah, well, I think we're in a better position already than Man City. Uh, you know, they've lost the game already. Uh, who, who, who did they lose to again? They lost, their home to, they lost away to Tottenham 1-0. Yeah, and look at Tottenham against yeah. um, Crystal Palace at home. Mm. Man City managed to win their game of the weekend uh, quite late, only with the one goal. Obviously, a win's a win. Uh, but going back onto the game itself, obviously the saddest part of the day and probably ruined the rest of the game was the injury to Harvey Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really sad to see and you could see it wasn't good straight away. You could see the pain that he was in and how he tried, you know, he couldn't get up, could he? And you know when a player's holding his leg and 
you know, other players like Mo Salah, you could see his reaction saying, "Yeah, this is bad." This, you know, uh, it's a dislocated ankle and probably some sort of break, I guess, in there as well. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really explained what it is, have they? Uh, it's just going to have an operation on his dislocated ankle. They said uh, that was last time I read what Jurgen Klopp mentioned on his Champions League but, press conference. I've never heard of anyone like any. You don't hear it often, someone dislocating their ankle. So it kind of sounds like shoulder, isn't it? Mm. Your knee pops out, whatever. And, but I think it's a tricky area to dislocate, isn't it? Yeah. With all the... You know a bit more than me. It's like all your tendons and your... your all the nerves and mm. all the bits that go with your ankles are pretty... Well, I think they're in a better... They're in, they're in a very... They're in a very good situation to be a footballer now in the in in two thousand and twenty one because the medical side of the game's completely changed from what it was when when I was playing. Even though I didn't play play, yeah, play professionally, as well, people don't know, but um, you know it's to a very good level, Rich. Got to um, <laughs> give myself a bit of a big up. No, but um, yeah, the the recovery of players actually might be in a situation where he might actually be able to come back this season. We don't know, do we? Because no, maybe no. if it had been 10, 15 years ago, it might have been that his season was over. Yeah, so. yeah well, you're right there, though, because I'll, I was watching a documentary. Uh, it was all the start of the Premier League thing. I don't even seen it. And I just watched the first episode last night. It was about when, when Blackburn signed Shearer and he didn't go to United. Um... um and then he did his knee, he did his knee, didn't he? And you know, even that time, some if you weren't in the right place or with the right doctors and surgeons, it could have really for some players, and depending on what part of the league or what money you had to help fix it, you could be a career-ending career-ending injury for Alan Shearer when he did his knee. Mm. Um, but now, I'd like say, it's so much better. Yeah, I think he's in a good... Well, he's obviously at the right football club as well for his really rehabilitation, and uh, he's come out with yeah. a lot of positive words already, so I don't think it'll be a big problem for him to get back. I, I think you got like, the club and stuff, and look at what happened to Joe, Joe Gomez, um, and look how strong... He, I know he's played pre-season, he hasn't really played many minutes this season so mm. far. I know he's come on a few times. But look how quickly he turned that around and how much he looks strong and fit, doesn't he? Mm. So it just shows you, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you never know. He could be back before the end of the season. Um, I don't I think so. it's as bad as what Van Dijk or Gomez was. No, no, I agree. But um, we'll see I, what happens with that anyway. You hope for him because he's, he's been one of our best players. Mm. I don't think anyone can do you think? Kind of... Do you think... His uh, progress in the last, say, six, seven months being at Blackburn and then Jurgen Klopp being able to see him when he came back in the summer, do you think that might have had a big say with Wijnaldum's contract too? Yeah, he was was player of the year at Blackburn, wasn't he? Was he a young player of the year in the Championship as well, maybe? Possibly. Um, he He was brilliant for Blackburn. Every, every every time I, I caught Blackburn um, like commentary on on the, the TV, 
everyone was talking how good Harvey Elliott was in that in every in like every game he played. Mm. You know, and at his age and just everything about his game, his touch, his vision, his passing. He's not scared to get stuck in. He's strong on the ball. He, his touch is amazing. Mm. You know, and and I think what Liverpool have like got a steal there, really, haven't they? when they picked him up from Fulham was he Fulham? yeah a young age as well 17 almost he turned 17 I think or 16 he was still I think we paid compensation fee for him didn't we? yeah it wasn't a big amount Um, I I feel I feel slightly sorry for Fulham because obviously they couldn't tie him down to a a contract at that age so it was a possibility that clubs could come in for him and you know fortunately he's a Liverpool fan so that yeah. was an easy sell. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. amazing, yeah. It reminded me a little bit of the situation where I think when a big club comes to call and, and they, they manage to, you know, have the um, availability to speak to him. Mm. Like what we did with Sterling, really, when we got him from QPR yeah. um, at a young age. But this guy is, is not wrong with Raheem Sterling when he first came to Liverpool and he, Played under Dark Leash, didn't he? Yeah. And now he's up front with Suarez and Sturridge. He was brilliant. And then he was with Brendan Rodgers. That was it, yeah. Mm. But this reality is just for me is 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 at that high level already so much quicker. Yeah, I think for me it's always been the case that uh, once he does get his first uh, senior goal, then I don't think you'll be able to stop him after that. It just uh, he just looks. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not implying that he's messy or like messy, but that same kind of situation where it was like you just had this talent where it was like, whoa, it doesn't oh, matter yes. how old he is, you just got to put him in and he's no, he's gonna he's do. Gonna play. Yeah, he's got to when he's fit and he like obviously we've got to be careful with him now because he's got to come back from injury and he don't know what's going to be. But it's he, I always like. I don't like comparing. I know it's like a little bit different type of player, but I don't know how you feel. Like I was really impressed with Curtis Jones you know, when we won the season we won the league, and a little bit last season when he got we called upon him. You know his technical ability is very good, but again, the Harvey is just like yeah, it's a sad thing in a way because obviously I I'm the same as you. I like, I do like Curtis Jones, and I think he's, oh, he's very good, good enough to be good enough to be in the squad, but. Yeah, his uh, his He's ceiling right. is not as high as what uh, Harvey Elliott's is, but again, he can still be a very good player for us. And you never know, he, he could be in a situation where he becomes a very, very good player. It's like, it, yeah, it's like Arsenal with Saka, Saka isn't it? it? You can just look at him on the pitch and think, this lad, this kid is one of the best players in his team mm. already. And uh, I'm not saying Harvey has better than like Mo Salah or anybody like that. <laughs> but when you when you when a couple of games when he's keeping like um, Thiago off the starting lineup, it was um, was like when you have Thiago not playing and then you know he's keeping Curtis Jones out who's a little lad, and then you know Henderson was getting back to fitness and we we recalled. We relied on Harvey Elliott at the right times. Yeah. And that's how I felt. Uh, but then all of a sudden you realise that, no, he's going to stay in this team. He's going to stay in this starting 11. Yeah, he's well, not going anywhere. I think when you're getting 
starts against Chelsea and Leeds United and Burnley, that's a sign that yeah. this you, the Jurgen Klopp thinks that you're good enough. Um, and for every game that he played, he just more he pressed me more and more. He's just um, he's staying staying away from injuries because these things happen. But hopefully, if he stays away from a lot of injuries, then I think he's going to be one of the best generational talents for a long, long time. Probably since uh, Wayne Rooney, I think. Yeah, no, I, do you know what? That is good. I know it's... People have got to be sick. And it's a shame because he's got this injury now. But I think Rooney got an injury quite early, didn't he, as well? And, and Owen got an injury, you know. But, yeah, no. That's who you've got to kind of put him... Com, not compare him to, but got to realise how good... This is how good he is. Yeah. Isn't it? Mm. You know, I remember when Rooney was playing for Everton before United signed him, you... You kind of watched him, and even obviously uh, as a you know, major rival, uh, you kind of you couldn't you couldn't realise that you know this Everton have got something good here, mm. really good, and that's why I think people are slowly starting to see. And when you hear the feedback from past players who are you know watching games and stuff, you know they're not wrong because they've been there and played with some of the best, and you know, he's. he's He's breath of fresh air, and it is why it's so sad he's got this you know, nasty injury. And hopefully, like you say, the surgeons who are going to be doing the work are the best, and they will be. Mm. And your recovery time isn't a year out, but you know, he's a sponge, though, isn't he? Yeah. You notice that when he, he, he makes a mistake, and you really see him do that mistake again. I think he's in a situation where, because of his age as well, he doesn't have enough, he doesn't have children or a wife. Uh, and he's totally dedicated to football, so nothing else Completely. enters his mind. Yeah. So uh, I think him coming o- overcoming this, uh, going through the rehabilitation and um, overcoming this injury, I don't think it'll be a big problem for him, to be honest. Yeah, I I was always a bit like sceptical of of his attitude when he first signed, and maybe it's like wrong on my part judging a book, you know, by when they said don't judge a book by its cover because yeah. he's not hearing and he's Urdu and he's swagger and stuff like that but then when you actually watch him in interviews and you learn a bit more about him about a player and, he, and how he's you know committed to the game and mm. you know and yeah he's got a girlfriend but he's, I think he's been with his girlfriend quite a long time from what I understand and his family who's you know protects him and how he's travelled watching Liverpool with and you know, sat with the fans and he's really dedicated he, you know his image is just a young lad who, you know, likes a bit of, like, you know, style, isn't it? Uh, likes a good haircut and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. And I think when you watch his interviews, he is so committed and you soon realise that. And I think that's just his attitude now. He's been brought up and, um, and luckily he's with a really good club as well. Mm. Who, like, with like John Henson, Jürgen Klopp and Van Dijk and all the professionals around him will only make him even more of a professional. Yeah. Uh, and they get that bit of protection and, and advice when he really does need it. But yeah, he's he's top top, you know, outside and inside football. Yeah, um, definitely. So uh, obviously, after that game, now it is the Champions League that yeah. begins from today, and obviously we play on the Wednesday night against AC Milan, the first time since two thousand and seven Champions League final. Yeah. 
which we uh, truly lost 2-1. We're a better side that day as well. Yeah. Uh, I think so, uh, do you Sorry, think... Do you think uh, he'll make any uh, changes for this match on Wednesday night? I hope so. I'd love to see uh, Conte or Gomez playing. It is Conte, isn't it? Canate. Conte is the Italian manager. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Canate or Gomez starting. Um, And I'd like to see Tim McCass back at left-back maybe. Or somebody, you know, on the right side, maybe Nico William. Is Nico William still? He's not on loan, is he? He's no, there, he's still he? there. I like to see, you know, a bit of just a few changes. Just a few. That's quite a few. That that's uh, that's three of three of you back for. <laughs> no, 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 no. If if say if Trent doesn't gets rested or you don't match Robertson, you know, you keep one. It's like uh, Canate or Gomez players. You don't. Mm. Playing both, so it's like switch up here and there. Yeah. Maybe Thiago and, and Fabinho keep them in, uh, or put Henderson in, get, give him an arm, and then Ox. Um, AC Milan's first Champions League game, I think, since 2014. Well, yeah, so and Ibrahimovic is he's a out. fit, yeah, he's got he's uh, ankle uh, Achilles uh, problems, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, a <clears throat> I think that's a good thing. But they do have one player there that always seems to score against us. Do you know who that is? Uh, It's not... um, Oh, with Connect. He's only just signed for them in the summer. We're going to the end, does it? No, but he always scores against us. No matter who he plays for. And he can be quite a pain in the bum, even though we don't think he's fantastic. Olivier Giroud. Oh, yeah, he went there. Yeah. <laughs> Some reason, I think maybe he went to Inter Milan. Yeah. No, it was at AC Milan. So uh, they'll be coming with a guy who's very familiar to all of us and to Anfield as well. But, um, yeah, I think, I don't think he'll make many changes, but I agree with you. I think he may need to look at the players that have played intensely the last few weeks, especially with international football that's been here before and, yeah, I I think he should make one or two changes, but again, I don't think it'll be uh, big changes. Oh. I agree. I think um, it's like do you use Origi at some point in that game? Just because what's the point of having him if you're not going to give him some minutes? Mm. I don't get me wrong. I, he was one of the players where I thought maybe he should let, have let him go in the summer just for his career, really. But you know. I think certain games, I think he's got to bring game on or somebody like that on. Yeah. Um, Minamino needs minutes really as well, I think. Definitely. That is the one. I think you, you either, maybe Jota or Mane, mm. maybe sits on the bench for a bit uh, and Minamino or, you know, Rigi gets some time yeah. or both of them. Really. I think for me, it's got to be a case that you have the Champions League as your. Well, I know everybody probably won't like this, but as the second thing on your list to win, instead of it being first with the Premier League, because I think the squad that we have, even though it's a big, even though it's a good enough squad, I still don't know whether <clears throat> I still think we need to find out who's gonna 
he's going to stand up for the for the players when they are out and I think yeah. other players need to be given games and I know people might think well well he can't really do it in the Champions League but I'd rather they did it in the Champions League now than yeah. do it in the, in the Premier League to be honest yeah no I, I agree I think for me I know you probably feel the same. I, I want us to try and win that league again. You know, we can't just win it once and not win it for another 10 years or, so, or five years. We've got to try and go for it again. Mm. And that's really important. You know, we, we, we've got the best Champions League um, wins record, you know, in one of the best in the world and, and far the best in England mm. for the amount of champion, European trophies we've won, um, especially Champions League. So, you know, yeah, it'd be brilliant to win that and I wouldn't, you know, Turn my nose up at it, but for me, go for the Premier League. And I would love to us to win a domestic cup as well. Um, how long have been since we won the FA Cup or the League Cup? Two thousand and six was the FA Cup. And League Cup was it twenty twelve? You know, it's just too long. Yeah. We, we, you know, and we've not even got very far in them either, apart from the finals early on. We clock with the League Cup. Mm. So, you know, yeah, obviously Champions League is more important then the League Cup but it would be nice to get you know at least one trophy this season yeah well I think they can get away I think if you just get through the group stages and come out the other side then um, you can still you can still use players uh, different players to get you through because I think the quality of the squad even though it'll be a tough group should have enough to get us through oh yeah um, I agree but I um, we'll just wait and see with that but uh do you think it'll be a three points for Liverpool on Wednesday night, or have you got other ideas? Is it is it is it Milan? It's in Anfield. It's in Anfield, yeah, three points. Yeah, I think when you look at our players, who like you say, who we might bring in, and you look at how many games we've played in Europe, it's a lot. Because Canate for Leipzig played a lot, quite a few minutes in Europe, didn't he? Over his time there, uh, Nico Williams has had some experience in. I know he's probably won't play him. I don't think. Um, and Gomez as well, mm. he's Champions League winner. So, I think um, we've got enough. Even if we switch it up, bringing fresh legs in, even if we change a lot, I still think we've got enough to win. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the football done. Um, obviously moving on to other stuff um, is there MB, any NBA news that you would like to talk about Anthony? Um, no I think the countdown to the season is, is coming uh, I think it's like about a month away maybe 30 days some, or something 19th like so, I think it's the 19th of October isn't it? Yeah. that's I when it officially starts I think it's just you kind of everyone's talking about who they reckon might win the the NBA and it's so early. Mm. Um, but um, I was happy, really happy with the Chicago Bulls business uh, this season. I think the teams for me who've done good is slightly like is bringing in Westbrook. <laughs> you know, that is it's like the amount of super teams now in the NBA. <laughs> It's a bit crazy, you know. You got the Brooklyn Nets, and you've got you know, got LA Lakers, you got Super Team. Normally, you only have like one a year, you know, one Super mm. Team. Really, there's quite a few now. Don't you think uh, their play-ins have a lot to do with that, though? 
that teams are taking more of a chance now because they've got that chance to get into the playoffs, even though they might miss out in the regular standings. Yeah. I think the legs have got away with it because they probably signed the likes of Carmelo Anthony and you know people like that on short-term deals, and because they're older as well, it's not going to cost them as much. Um, but you can't. It's like look at the Lakers. I know they brought a lot of veterans in, but you just look at them, and you can't deny that that isn't some some bloody you know squad of players. It's just so it's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think people are taking more risks. They kind of it's probably the best bit of business I've seen from not every team, but the teams who really want to you know be a contender like the Bulls mm-hmm. and. It's a lot of trading. It's a lot of trading. I think that's the thing that surprised me. Is a lot of, a lot of players have been moved around. A lot of fur fur trading as well. Yeah. You can tell these teams have talked and said, "Look, yeah, well, we can do it." You know, it just seems to be. Mm. You know, yeah, I really enjoyed the 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 dealings. If you could choose the teams now that you think would be in the playoff. A shouts for winning it. Who who would your teams be? Um, LA Lakers. You know, it really pains me to say. I just think they're that I know LeBron's aging, but I just still think they'll be very. I think they'll be, you know, very good. Um, Brooklyn Nets. They've had a, they've had half a season or a season to gel together better. And hopefully they can get over their egos and well, probably one ego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think James Harden's a brilliant player, but he's that just seems to be. I'm not sure about him as a a team player. Um, Bucks again, Milwaukee. You, that's the one thing that has really impressed me with Milwaukee Bucks, and I think it's Giannis said. After when they won, he said, "We haven't built a super team, you know. I've stayed, and we've made each other better, and you know, and they won it. And you look at Lakers even before they added, you know, Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony and people like that. You know, you look at the the Bucks, um, you know, team of players, and you think on paper you're thinking they're not going to win a championship." Uh, well, they proved everybody wrong. They proved me wrong. Uh, Milwaukee will be good again. Um, it's Phoenix Suns, even though I want to say them, I just don't think. Don't, don't, I don't think they'll do it again. Uh, and Bulls, I think, will surprise people. And I think they'll get in the playoffs. But that's me being biased. I think. The Suns and the Bucks will be two, two of the teams that will be in contention again because I feel after their experiences of last season, um, I think the Suns might surprise a lot of people. You know, I think they'll be really up for it They're again this year. Again. Yeah, I think so. They've got a very strong-minded uh, squad of players there and well, the coach Chris is Paul, really good as well. Um, Paul, we've got <clears throat> yeah, I think Utah... I'm gonna say, and I missed them off. Mm. I think with Donovan Mitchell and and Rudy Gobert, and then the other players they've got in there now. Yeah. I think the only difference for them 
this time around was they just got shocked. I think it was by uh, Milwaukee. It was Milwaukee? Was they play? Wasn't it? I think they just yeah. got shocked. I think the expectations were that they were going to get through that, and then oh, all yeah, of a sudden it was play. like, whoops, they caught us out a little bit. So, yeah. I think the mindset might be even more professional this year that they might even be even harder to beat. Oh yeah, well in in the regular season they were, you know, brilliant. Hmm. But I think it could be a case that, yeah, Brooklyn Nets, Lakers. I'm still a bit unsure because I think they might have got too many players that are over thirty that yeah. could pick some I think some inju- injuries. Injuries with that, hmm. I think. Yeah. And uh, obviously the Nets. I'll just mention them. I think um, they should get really far in it because they've got the most talented group of players. Oh. Um, well, for, for me with the Nets, they've got the best player in the NBA. Yeah. And if they keep him fit in Kevin Durant, then mm-hmm. if, if they just get playing as a team, yeah. they could be un- absolutely unstoppable. Yeah. Um, if they could play as a team, and they just don't seem to play as a team. The one side that I think could actually disappoint this year, it might not make it, is the 76ers. It's the Ben Simmons thing, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, that's just doesn't seem to be quite a healthy atmosphere. Backroom. Yeah, um, I think the problem they got is that, yeah, it's okay if he goes, but then who's going to replace him? Who are they going to get in to replace that? Who's who's going to sacrifice for to get him? Because a lot of teams have done the business already. I think the one side that might actually surprise is the um, Timberwolves. They're really interested in him. And uh, I think they're looking at it as if to say, right, well, I don't think the 76ers are going to have a lot of options. And they're probably thinking he's probably going to cause a fuss when he comes back if he's still not been trading. And it could be a case where they just go, you can have this, take it or leave it. And it could be a case where the seventy sixers just think, well, we we've got to we've got to trade him. Timbo's got a young side, haven't they? With some really <coughs> good young players. Yeah, and so, they had yeah. other two of the two of the big players out injured all last season. So, you know, you had the likes of Anthony Edwards, who's a very good, very good yes. player. Yes. Um, well, could you imagine him and Ben Simmons together? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well. And the two players that they've had out as well with long term injuries. You know, Anthony Edwards was taking a lot of it himself, so. I can't remember the two players that were out, but when they are together, they could be with Ben Simmons involved in it. That could be a piece of it where they're thinking, you know, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything because I don't think they they will. (laughs) But they they could. But I think it could be a case that if they got in Simmons, they might be thinking, oh, we might have actually a really good season. And that really good season might not be the expectation of making the playoffs, but... Being near to get in there, or maybe even the play-ins, but again, that all depends on yeah. what Ben Simmons well, wants to do. Anthony Edwards for me, if he stays fit and he's 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 the future. I I, I rated him when he was in college. Um, I thought you know I thought okay, Bulls get him, come on Bulls, please get him. And obviously that didn't happen. But when you get Michael Jordan saying he's a more athletic. Than he was at that age. Yeah. Is uh and the comments Jordan Michael Jordan has been saying about him comparing mm. him to himself is that means you know 
people have got to take note of that. He is some player, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, well, the, the, the times I've seen him, the, the first time I saw him, I was just bewildered by his athleticism. I was just like, who's this Out guy? And like the age he was as well. He's only 18. And you're just, yeah, you're just thinking, my God, this guy is... Yeah, uh, what a what a player to for the Timberwolves. Well, for for me, he he deserves the hype of what Zion and Zion got in more recent years, and what LeBron James got. That's yeah. how good he he's gonna be for mm. me. Um, and I think, um, but you're right though. If, if the Timberwolves could get hold of him and keep Anthony Ben Simmons and keep Anthony Edwards, and Ben Simmons played, you know, had his head in the game mm. and focused on. His game. Well, I think that would be the case. Is like if he gets yeah. to play the way he's he wants, to, wants play. to play, then that's the big difference yeah. because he doesn't have to worry about getting involved in anything else. He can be defensive and yeah. do that One, side of his game. Yeah, going back to um, we missed out. If we missed out, uh, Jokic jumping in the Nuggets. I'm not saying that the Nuggets will win the NBA, but when you've got your forget, he's MVP. Mm regular season MVP and I think we've got to yeah. take and he's going to be he's going to mean business this season I think for me and he's going to do more records and for a big man I hope so but I always feel because of his laid back style um, yeah it makes you wonder how, how much better he can yeah. I, and I always think you know you get a player like uh, Giannis that is very aggressive and Jokic isn't really that type of guy. And no. when it's in these big playoff games, defensively, you're just thinking uh, it's not there. Do you know what? No, <coughs> you're right, though. That's so frustrating about him because for me, he's better than Giannis. Mm. His ability is so much better. And that's, that sounds really bad, that. And I think that shows how hard Giannis works. Yeah. Oh, but... His, his strength is in the paint, isn't mm. it, Giannis? He's not a big... Don't be wrong, he's improved his shooting. You know, I think this when he, this season when they won, he has. But he's still, the majority of his points is in the paint. Mm. He's that big, that strong, that athletic. Yeah. But Jokic can shoot. And he's good in the paint. And he passes. Just, yeah. <laughs> that's why he won MVP. Yeah. But the weakness but, is weaknesses, yeah. But, like... I'm not saying he is because I think he's not Shaquille O'Neal, but it's that he's not that strong and that dominant where he, you know like no one can stop him when yeah. he's in his game. But that's well, it's, you only have to look at his you only he's what? he's clever with his fouling. Yeah. When he knows he shouldn't give away a foul, but at the same yeah. time, it's like how often does he give away a foul? I think that's the thing. He's a friendly giant, I suppose, is the way we look at it. That's why they call him the Joker. You yeah. know, and that... Maybe he had a bit slightly... He had a Giannis mindset, where mm. it's like, oh, you know, yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. 
he could have been finals MVP. And, yeah. you know. Well, I think that's the thing with him because th- that name, that nickname's going to be yeah. against him in a way because he's kind of like a friendly, happy-go-lucky player who's very, very good. But, but they did they did miss Murray, though, didn't they, a lot? Yeah, season. yeah, of course. I think that had a big thing could, to do with it. If he's, if he's back and he stays fit, mm. then they will get further. But well, I just think because of the way he is in the playoffs, if he, he needs to be better, I'm not saying he's awful defensively, but he needs to be even better defensively when oh, it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, because if he is, then the Nuggets could come really, really far. But they always feel like, to me, they're a team that's a bit like the Harlem Globetrotters, played lovely basketball, and you're yeah. like, oh, this is nice. But then when it, it comes off, down to the nitty-gritty, it's like... It's not they working. Mm. They switch off and they don't. It's like, have they really got that, that you know, that that drive in them, that mentality, like you know, Giannis and Middleton did with it, with um, the Bucks, where they just they dragged them over the line yeah. and made sure they won it. Yeah. Um, you need those yeah. type of players, and I, I, Jamal Murray is one of them that is, but I just don't know whether they have enough to. But to 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 do goal that far. It's similar with Utah Jazz mm. as well. It's like you said about the mentality of the Suns. Yeah, they they will be really hurt after losing it mm. um, again so far when no one expects them to. But you're right, the the mentalities they'll go again, won't they? Mm. With Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker, and the ability they've got. But some teams. Get into playoffs and, and not performing as they thought they would, like Utah and Denver. And mm. they, they might stay with them, and they might not. They might not go again. <laughs> I don't know. I think when you get those teams that were recording over fifty wins in oh, a yeah. season, oh, then yeah. I don't. I don't think they'll drop, or like drop like a a brick in the ocean. You know the. I still think they'll be reaching those heights. Maybe it might not be over 50, but around the 50 mark, because yeah. I think there'll be competition there off other teams. But I, I can still see the Suns and Utah possibly leading in in the conferences. In the conferences, yeah. <clears throat> now, obviously, it depends on the Lakers and Brooklyn, but with their injuries. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Utah and Phoenix didn't seem to really struggle with injuries and maybe that could be the same again this year. No, you're right. Yeah. I think it was Chris Paul briefly <clears> at the beginning of the past, wasn't it? But then he seemed to get over it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, there's the NBA chat. Uh, I think we'll call it one. Uh, we usually have Rob Beer to give us any other things out there. but uh, I, was, I was going to say quickly, massive... Yeah. Win, that was amazing. Probably the best tennis performance I've ever seen. And that I like the tennis. And I'm not talking about it much on here, but I do secretly like tennis and that is that. Both of them really, but she was just absolutely mind blowing and state team. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Uh, thank you, Anthony, for tonight. Uh, it was good to no, speak to you, you as usual. Good. I had a good conversation. Well. Yeah. Hopefully you'll be back with us on the Saturday or Sunday when we do the next podcast. Check out Rob and Paul's. In the, yeah, we're saying he's not here, but he did the podcast. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he's a um, NFL podcast with Paul Moody. Uh, came out on the Monday, was it? Was it Monday? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, what was it called again? The Line of Scrimmage? Yes. Yes, that was the one. So check that out. It's on our uh, Three Northern Boys podcast. Um, yeah. So uh, that one is a very good one. We listened to it. Uh, I listened to it anyway, and it's got me interested in the NFL again. It's good to get to see it back. Yeah. Um, and there might also be another podcast coming along to Three Northern Boys uh, about this one just concentrating on the NBA. Um, yeah. We'll try and get it sorted as soon as we can. We'll let you know when we can get around to that. Obviously, it comes yeah. down to how our schedules are, but hopefully we'll be able to bring that one out soon. Um, <clears throat> you can ca- You can find us on... All the podcast apps out there. Um, yeah. Three Northern Boys podcast. Just type that in and it'll come up. Um, we're on, on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Three Northern Boys podcast on Instagram. And um, yeah, just follow us there. If there's any people out there that you know would like this kind of podcast, share it to them. Give us a yeah. like, give us feedback. It's always nice Very to hear common. from people. And uh, yeah, that was another episode done and dusted. Cheers. Take care. Good night, everybody.